Hello there to all of you, and I'm so glad you're here. We're going to begin part two, which starts with lesson 221, with the introduction. Therefore, this lesson will be longer because this is a one-time thing, and then some of the other ones will be quite a lot shorter. So we'll be all over the map time-wise. So here it is, and now what I want you to pay attention to is the pronoun we. The implication is very clear that something besides you is right here helping you. In other words, we have help. And whether you want to think of this as Jesus, if that works for you, or the author of the course, or just some presence that's absolutely right here for you, it doesn't matter. It will have the same effect. The point is for you to realize you are not alone in your work here. Okay, here we go. Now, words are going to mean little now. We're just going to use them as guides. We're not going to depend on them. This is not an intellectual process because now we seek direct experience. So the lessons are just going to be little introductions to the times when we leave the world of pain and go to inner peace which clearly means we're going to take our attention off of the things of the world and become still. So now we begin to reach the goal this course has set and find the end toward which our practicing has always been geared, which you recall is our peace of mind. That is the stated goal of A Course in Miracles because we don't have that now. So now we attempt to let the exercise just be a beginning, and then we will wait in quiet expectation for our God and Father. He's promised he will take this final step himself, and we're sure his promises are kept. We've come far along the road, and now we wait for him. We've actually come further than we believe if we have made any attempts at all to really practice the lessons thus far. So we're going to continue spending time with him each morning and night, however long allows us to feel happy. We're not going to consider time a matter of duration now. We'll just use as much as we need for the result we desire. And we're not going to forget this hourly as we move through our day, calling on love when we need it and are tempted to forget our goal as we get all caught up in the world. So we're going to continue with a central thought for all the days to come, and we will use that thought to introduce our times of rest and the calm our minds need. Yet we will not content ourselves with just practicing in the remaining holy instants which conclude this year. We're going to say some simple thoughts of welcome and expect our Father, the presence of love, to reveal himself, itself, as has been promised. We've called on love, and the promise is that we will not remain unanswered. So now we come to him with just his word upon our minds and our hearts. In other words, with that stillness. And we're going to wait for him to take the step to us that he has told us through his voice, he would not fail to take when we invite him. You see, we haven't been inviting most of our lives. He's not left his son in all his madness, nor betrayed his trust. 
has not his faithfulness in being here, whether we know it or not, earned him the invitation that he seeks to make us happy? We're going to offer the invitation and it's going to be accepted. So our times with him will now be spent. We say the words of invitation that his voice suggests and then we wait for him to come to us. So now is the time of prophecy fulfilled. Now are all ancient promises upheld, fully kept. No step remains for time to separate from its accomplishment. Now we can't fail. So sit silently and wait upon your father. Wait for that presence of love to become apparent. He has will to come to you when you have recognized it's your will he do so. And you could never have come this far unless you saw however dimly that it actually is your will. I am so close to you, we cannot fail. Focus on the we. Someone is holding your hand. Father, we give these holy times to you in gratitude to him who taught us how to leave the world of sorrow in exchange for its replacement given us by you. So we're not going to look backward. We're going to look ahead, fix our eyes upon the journey's end. Accept these little gifts of thanks from us, as through Christ's vision we behold a world beyond the one we made, and take that world, this is going to be the world of light, to be the full replacement of our own. And now we wait in silence. We're unafraid, and we are certain of your coming. We've sought to find our way by following the guide you sent us. We didn't know the way. Of course we didn't know the way. We were following the insane ego's way. But you didn't forget us. And we know you will not forget us now. We just ask that your ancient promises be kept. And that's your will to keep them. And we will with you in asking this. The Father and the Son, whose holy will created all that is, cannot fail in anything. In this certainty, we undertake these last few steps to you and rest in confidence upon your love, which will not fail the Son who calls to you. And so we start upon the final part of this one holy year, which we have spent together in the search for truth and love, you who is the creator of love. We have found the way he chose for us. A Course in Miracles finds us. We don't find it. And we made the choice to follow it as he would have us go. His hand has held us up. Your hand is being held even now. His thoughts have lit the darkness of our minds and his love has called to us unceasingly since time began. We had a wish that God would fail to have the Son whom he created for himself. In other words, we thought we would go off and be our own personal God. We wanted God to change himself and be what we would make of him. And we believed that our insane desires were the truth. And now we're glad that this is all undone and we no longer think that illusions are true. All this business about being a separate, lonely, uncared for self. 
The memory of love is shimmering across the wide horizons of our minds. A moment more, and it will rise again. A moment more, and we who are God's sons are safely home where he would have us be. So now this need for practice is almost done. Because in this final section, we will come to understand that we need only call on love and all temptations disappear. In other words, we're paying attention to love itself and the experience instead of all the stuff in the world. So instead of words, instead of any kind of intellectual understanding, we just want to feel his love. Instead of prayers, we just want to call upon his name. Pay attention. That's what that means. Instead of judging, we just need to be still and let all things be healed because they remain unhealed as long as I'm judging. So we're going to accept the way God's plan will end as we receive the way it started. Now it's complete. This year has brought us to eternity. So one further use for words we just still retain. From time to time, instructions on a theme of special relevance will be interspersed throughout these daily lessons and periods of wordless, deep experience that should come afterwards. These special thoughts should be reviewed each day, each one of them to be continued until the next is given you. They should be read slowly and just thought about for a little while, let the idea sink in, preceding one of the holy and blessed instants in the day. Okay, now the first instruction that it refers to there says, what is forgiveness? And then there'll be a few paragraphs, and then the next handful of lessons will begin. Then will come other of these short instructions that it asks us to review, like what is the Christ, what is the Holy Spirit, what is the world, what is the ego, all those kinds of things. So for the next several lessons, before you actually do the little short lesson, reread this instruction about, in this case, the beginning one, what is forgiveness. So here it is. Forgiveness, which is of course letting go of grievances, recognizes what you thought your brother did to you has not occurred. It doesn't pardon sins and make them real. It just sees there was no sin. And in that view are all your sins forgiven. What is sin except a false idea about God's Son? In other words, false ideas about being a bunch of separate selves and being unloving and so on. So forgiveness just sees its falsity, lets it go. What then is free to take its place is now the will of God. An unforgiving thought, which is a grievance, is one that makes a judgment that it will not raise to doubt, although it's not true. The mind is closed and will not be released. The thought protects projection, tightening its chains so that distortions are more veiled, more obscure, less easily accessible to doubt, and further kept from reason. What can become between a fixed projection and the aim that it has chosen as its goal. In other words, as we've been told before over and over, what we see in another person that we don't like is what we fear is so in us. So we project it onto him or her, as the case may be. 
And this grievance, this unforgiving thought, this focus on my guilt showing up in them, in their behavior, does many things. In frantic action, it pursues its goal, twisting and overturning what it sees as interfering with its chosen path. In other words, it's going to ignore possibly the nice things your enemy does because that gets in the way. It only wants to focus on what we fear we've done wrong because we're trying to give it away to someone else so that presumably we don't have it anymore. But by this time, we know what we give to someone else is strengthened in ourselves. It doesn't disappear. So grievances have distortion as the purpose and the means by which it would accomplish it as well. So it sets about its furious attempts to smash reality, in other words, to obscure the light in all of us without concern for anything that would appear to pose a contradiction to its point of view. By Dern, I'm going to see what's wrong with these people or else, because the ego needs to do that to stay alive, so to speak. Forgiveness, letting go, on the other hand, is just still. It just quietly does nothing. It offends no aspect of reality, and it doesn't seek to twist it into some sort of appearances that it likes. It merely looks and waits and doesn't judge. He who refuses to forgive must judge because he's got to justify his failure to let go. See, we don't want to let go. But he who would forgive himself, he who would let go of his own guilt, must learn to welcome truth exactly as it is. The truth is, your brother isn't guilty, you're not guilty, nothing has ruined the truth of us. So do nothing then. And let forgiveness, let the letting go of these crazy ideas in our minds show us what to do through him who is your guide, your savior, your protector, strong in hope and certain of your ultimate success. He's forgiven you already, i.e. he no more sees anything the matter with you than he can fly to the moon. That's his function given him by God. In other words, the part of us that sees only the truth in us has no idea about these images we make up of ourselves of wrongdoing. So now we have to share this function of seeing only the truth, no guilt. Forgive whom he has already saved, whose sinlessness he sees, and whom he honors as the Son of God. So another way of saying we must cherish and adopt that view that no one is guilty, no harm has been done, we have dreamed and imagined the whole thing in reality. Everyone is still pure, good, at home. And now the specifics of Lesson 221. Peace to my mind, let all my thoughts be still. And now there's a little prayer. Father, I come to you today to seek the peace that you alone can give. I come in silence. In the quiet of my heart, the deep recesses of my mind, I wait and I listen for your voice. My Father, speak to me today. I come to hear your voice in silence and in certainty and love, sure 
that you will hear my call and answer me. And now the presence that's with us says, and now we're going to wait in quiet. Love is here because we wait together. Imagine holding hands with this presence. I'm sure that he will speak to you and you'll hear. Accept my confidence because it's yours. Our minds are joined. We wait with one intent to hear our Father's answer to our call, to let our thoughts be still and find his peace, to hear him speak to us of what we are and reveal himself unto his Son. Have a beautiful, quiet practice, letting go of all your worldly thoughts, being still, being quiet. Know someone is there with you. Legions are there with you, loving you as you allow this awareness to come into your mind. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye.